You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me of course is Brian. Hey Aaron, how you doing, man? I'm good, good. We are in the podcast studio after an extended break. Yeah, because that, of holidays and so forth, yeah. we have worked hard to record a bunch of episodes, have them in the, in the tank. That's it, right. It has felt like it's been a while. It has been. Well, I think the last time we recorded was about a month ago, so... It was last um, year! It was. Oh, are you one of those folks who leaves I the am. office and says, see you, see you next year, year everybody? I'm a dad. Right. Gotta you, use those dad you jokes. You are. You are. You know, at my, uh, at my small group the other day, we were talking about dad jokes and, um, and um, specifically how it develops and where it develops. And, and we could, because we noticed that um, a friend's third grader um, was telling a joke and it sounded a lot like a dad joke. <laughs> so we're pretty yes. sure that, uh, that, that, Dad, dad humor develops at the third grade and then stops. It's stunted humor. It's That's humor right. that does not progress or develop anything beyond a third grade level. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Well, I'm glad you're okay with that. Um, I kind of feel ashamed of myself every time <laughs> I tell a dad joke. But uh, because, you know, British heritage and all. Yeah, That's um, true. <laughs> So, but, uh, but that's not what we're, we're talking about today, is it? No, you know, no. we, I mean, we could do it. We should maybe talk about a gospel centered approach to humor at some point. That, that would be a good episode. That would be fun. Um, but we need to find funny people to talk to. <laughs> exactly. So actually funny people and not dad funny. Let's, so so if, if, if you know of a funny person, email us at the gospel project at lifeway.com. But remember, they have to be really funny. Exactly. Yes. And not preferred professionally funny. Are we sure about that? All right, why not? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, but we are going to talk about, we're not talking about um, funny people today. We no. are talking about funny beliefs. Funny and as in? Funny as in peculiar. Yes. Um, so, or as the kids say these days, wonky. Do they still say wonky? I don't think the kids say that. Kids the used Utes, to say wonky. The Utes do not say that anymore. I don't That's know what so they say old. anymore. So, yeah, I used to be with it and hip, and then what, I don't think I then what was. was it changed, and now it's foreign and scary to me. Yeah, my so. pastor gives me grief for wearing pants that are apparently too baggy. Oh, okay. I see. Well, like you, you want these pants to be baggy, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm just not hip, so okay. I, don't, I can't do that no. peg leg or whatever style of jeans um, all the kiddies are wearing these days. No, skinny jeans? No. 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 Um, but, and, but there's although, even, again, there's if... Like a uh, hybrid, if Listeners, if you jeans, want to send Brian a pair of skinny jeans, I will not wear them. He, you won't, but you can send them to One Lifeway Plaza, Nashville, Tennessee, three seven two three four. See, but isn't there's? I think there's a difference between skinny jeans, which are like skinny all over, and mm-hmm. the jeans that like they just taper in at the leg, mm. so they're not really tight in mm-hmm. the upper part, if you will. But then yes. they get anyway. Anyway, again, so we're, we're continuing our series on um, on, <laughs> on popular theology, yes. um, Christian cliches, Christian yes. sayings that have taken root in our language, in our in our thinking, and and really asking the question: Are these things true? Yeah, and uh, and they are hold, they helpful? And they hold onto our hearts like a tight pair of skinny jeans. They do. They do. Way to bring that back in, Brian. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. Uh, for our listener who is still with us. <laughs> exactly. So, hang um, in there. Hang in. It might get better. I'm going to add that qualifier. It might. It might. Anyway. So what's our saying? <laughs> so uh, today we want to talk about how um, 
how God gains an angel. How does he gain angels, Aaron? That's a good question. How does he gain angels, Brian? Is, I mean, is it when a believer dies? Well, that's certainly that's certainly how we see this this phrase used, and and generally with children, actually. Um, so, I'm sure you've all seen 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 this shared on on your various social media platforms. Someone is someone is sharing a very hard truth. I know um, some friends of ours went through this very recently um, with their with their little boy, and um, and sure enough, there were there were statements like this that's like we're very sorry for your loss and you know god you know god just gained another angel and um it's statements like this are always meant in the best possible way yeah they're meant to be comforting they're meant to be um an encouragement yeah and sometimes as you're saying especially in that context of grief uh in my experience sometimes people just don't know what to say yeah and they mean so well but things that aren't quite the best come out Absolutely. And so we we and we said this before, Aaron. So let's let's give our our little uh, our caveat right now, our disclaimer that we're famous for. Again, we we're trying not to pile on and and throw rocks. If you've used this expression or if you've known somebody, we're really not trying to be ugly here. Um, we're trying to be as, as sensitive as we can and as understanding how this is used. But at the same time, we want to get underneath of it and, and, and evaluate it for its truthfulness. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, so, I mean, here's the here's the question, Brian. Right off the right off the bat, is that true? It is not. Okay, and and that's this is an easier one um, because we can say definitively it is not true. Um, when a believer dies, he or she does not become an angel. Um, angels, as we know from Scripture, are a a created uh, group, a created entity, if you will, that mm-hmm. God created inde- independently. Yes, from humanity. So humans and angels are two distinct. We will never be angels. We'll never get wings. All the Hollywood movies are are wrong on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we start as humans. We stay humans. Right, and they and angels also don't turn into humans. Exactly. Yes. Um, so um, I think this is this is a helpful thing. This is actually how we dis- how we describe angels in the ninety nine essential doctrines, which are part of the gospel yes. project. Um, so it, um, how we've, how we've explained this very succinctly is that besides the creation of humanity and animals, the Bible also speaks of other beings that God created. So angels who are also referred to in scripture as sons of God, holy ones, spirits, principalities, and powers. So in the, the original language of the Bible, um, the original language is rather, um, the word angel carries the meaning of a messenger, mm-hmm. and this is this is where where why in Revelation, for example, there's some debate over why why it says to the to the angel at um, various yeah. at these various churches. Um, is it a literal supernatural being? Is it a referring to? Um, is it referring to the messenger as in the past, the, the teaching pastor, teaching elder, teaching pastor, that kind of thing? There's, this is why there's some debate there. Yeah. That's my little side note. Um, um, and so that can, and so, but that also does, can play into the purpose of why God created angels in the first place. Mm-hmm. You see them functioning as messengers, um, particularly in the birth of the announcement of the births of John the Baptist and Jesus himself, who appears, an angel, 
um, in that case, Gabriel, um, one of the only ones who's named in scripture, in fact, which is also unusual. So, um, but angels carry out a number of functions in addition to this, that uh, they bring God glory, they carry out God's plan and purposes, they remind hum- and they remind humanity that the unseen world is real. Yeah. So they are they are created class that are servants of God in very specific ways, particular ways that are ninety nine essential outlines, um, and 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 there there are some areas of commonality. I mean, mm-hmm. we are we are servants as well, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting that that God has um, def- he, he has assigned us as believers to advance the gospel, not angels. So while they serve as messengers, as we see in Scripture, He has called the church. To proclaim the gospel, mm-hmm. um, to be the heralds, the messengers of the gospel itself, which yeah. which I find very fascinating because, you know, if, when I think about it, it seems like it would have made a lot more sense for God to have entrusted that task to angels. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But I mean, it's it's, but it's just so fascinating that um, when you when you think about that that that. In scripture, it also says that the gospel is a mystery. The, that yeah. redemption is, is this mystery into which angels long to look. They yeah. they don't understand it. See, and that's that's the that's the the flip of that. You mm-hmm. think one well, angel could vo- verbalize the gospel much better. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if if I'm reading First Peter correctly, what I think is is being said there is an angel may intellectually understand the gospel better than you and I do, mm-hmm. but experientially does not understand it at all. Right. Because angels are not redeemed. Correct, and can't be. No, and cannot be. So I believe what Peter's saying is angels, and this is my, if I'm understanding this right, I think what we're seeing here is angels would love to sit down with you and me and say, tell me again what it feels like to be forgiven. What is it, what is it like to know that the Father gave the Son to die for you, to suffer and die for you? What is that like? Because they understand it, they understand the facts of it, but they have not experienced it. Which is why I would argue we are much better evangelists. Which goes back to God exactly knows best. Yes, absolutely. Because God always knows he best. He always does. Yes, Ian, and we rarely do. Yeah, we rarely do. We rarely do. So, um, so this one is kind of a kind of a short one. Yeah. Obviously, um, I mean it's 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 a very cut and dry explanation. No, this is. It's it's well-meaning. It's just not true. What can we offer? What what comfort could we can we offer when we like in those situations where where we might use a phrase like this instead? What is a better thing to to say that is um, that ultimately offers the hope of the gospel? Yeah, I think it's what we were just talking about. I think to remind, especially if we're talking about a believer. Now this this will dovetail into the discussion of of what happens when a child dies, age of accountability or, or whatever. It, right. it lapses into that as a deeper discussion. But let's just for a second, let's just step out and say a believer. If a believer dies, um, I think what we have here is a greater truth to proclaim than God gaining an angel, that, that we are celebrating that that believer is alive in Christ because of what God has done in and through Christ. Man, what a more beautiful truth to proclaim and provide comfort. That's how much God is glorified. That's how much he loves us, that Christ has has paid the penalty to forgive that person's sin, give him his righteousness, and that believer now is with Christ directly, worshiping him directly, and will be reunited again. Yeah. 
remember the gospel is not just everything that has happened. We look back, but we also look forward that God is going to make all things right through Christ. And one day death will be put to death and we all will be together, all believers of all time, the church universal will be together as we celebrate togetherness worshiping God. And so great truth, great comfort that we can go to and stand on that is gospel-centered. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, thanks thanks so much, man. That was yeah. really helpful. That's and, and listeners, I hope that is a helpful encouragement to you. Um, again, if you know, again, if you're if you're ever in that unfortunate position where where a loved one has has lost um, lost someone very close to them, especially someone who's very, very young. Um, you know, we we know we've we've been in that in that position as as well, um, where where friends have have lost children, um, sadly, and and we wish that that never happened. Um, but the best thing we can offer is is, is not a, a well-meaning but but untrue statement, but we can offer them the hope of the gospel. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you found it helpful. And if you do, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And um, in the mean- and then uh, if you have a question for a, a topic or, um, or something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, please do email us at thegospelproject at lifeway.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.